Okay, so um, this is um, uh, part two of the series that we started last week. Um, uh, what do I see when I see me? Uh, what do I see when I see me? And we started uh, last week in Luke 6, 41 through 42. Um, by the end of the night, um, I'll have last week's posted so you can catch up if you missed last week's. Um, uh, uh, but we started in Luke 6, 41 through 42 um, uh, in last week. Uh, and so this is NIV. I'll, I'll read it. Luke 6, 41, 42. So this is part two. OK, it says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? OK, that's verse 41. I'm going to read that one one more time. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, but you pay no attention? OK, you don't even you, you don't even consider it. You don't think about it. So you pay no attention to the plank. It says in your own eye. Verse 42 says, how can you say that your brother, how can you say to your brother, brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? Then Jesus goes on to say, you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck in your brother's eye. And that's the foundation scripture that we're having for our teaching um, in this series. And uh, uh, what do I see when I see me? And, and, and that's where we started last week, because we talked about how easy it is, watch this, to see other people and, and, and not even see ourselves. And that's and that's with and that's with in this scripture, we're talking about the bad. And, and, and so we, we, we pay attention to a little speck on somebody else. But but all the while, we don't even see the big plank that's in our own eye and that it's easy to see something in somebody else, somebody else's fault, somebody else's shortcomings in others. But we don't see it even. But we don't see it in ourselves. When, when he says there's a small thing that you can point out in somebody else, but the big thing about you, you can't even see. And we have a natural tendency. Sometimes we talk about that to do that, that I can see. I, I sit there and look at Yenis and I can point out everything that's wrong about Yenis. But then when it comes to me, it's like, you're, but you're missing all these things. And the Yenis stuff is so so much like a speck of sawdust. He says you can e easily point that out. But for some reason, when it comes to you, you don't see it. And so we talked about how 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 we need to learn how to see ourselves. Number one, we said because because what did he say? He says first take the plank out of your eye. So we figured out. So so we said that when it comes to what I see, I need to make sure that when I'm when I'm looking, I'm looking at me first. That first and primary that I'm looking to take that plank out of my. That I'm listen. I can't. I can't before I go after Crystal sawdust in her eye. <clears throat> before I go after Natasha sawdust in her eye. Before Charmaine starts picking on Charles, Charmaine needs to first take the plank out of her eye. Ain't that what the Bible says? It says, and so you can clearly see because there's something about not being able to see ourselves first that makes us look at things in an unclear manner. We may need to write that down in notes. I didn't have it in notes, but there's something about, about not, not focusing on me and not looking at me that makes me see everything else in a distorted way. That if I look in, at a, in a realistic view of me and who I am and my shortcomings and my shortfalls, that it helps me see clearly when I look at Micah, right? Because then I understand, I see you, Charmaine, that the, that the, gra that the grace that Micah needs is needed a hundred times more back here at me and that we all need God's grace and we all need his mercy, right? And so it's like we all have sinned and fall short of the glory. And we talked about how we can uh, how we can become better at locating those things because it's only through the Holy Spirit that because sometimes when you listen, when you're spending time with God and you're in the word, that the word will then show you things that, about yourself that you don't even see. And so we talked about that last week. I'll make sure that that sermon is posted uh, up 
um, um, by tonight. By, and by tonight, I mean like like it'll be it'll be late tonight, right? Now, 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 here's the thing. Um, um, and so, and so, it, it's not just that we see things differently with others when it comes to those sins, right? With the plank and the, and the sawdust stuff like that. That sometimes we have uh, an issue uh, seeing the good in us. That while I can point out the good in Charles. And I can point out the good in Micah. I can easily point out the good in Sierra that sometimes it's hard for me or it's hard for us to see the good that is in us. And for a lot of us, it's a bigger struggle to see the good in me than it is for me to see the bad. That's, that, watch this, that, that, that for some of us, it is actually easier for us to see bad or it's easier for us to see negative or it's easy for us to see the struggle. And it's actually harder for us to see the good. I see you, Natasha. It looks like that thing is resonating right there uh, with Sister Natasha up there at East Strasbourg. Watch this. That 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 there are things that have happened in life. I see you, Charmaine. That 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 makes it so easy sometimes for me to see the bad in myself, but that but 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 I can't even recognize or see uh, 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 the good. And that's a dangerous place to be. It is a dangerous place to continue to struggle with this idea that you cannot see the good that God has placed in you. And I'm gonna tell you why that's a, that's a dangerous place because what it does is it takes us down a path where where a few things can happen, and you might you might be able to identify a, a few more things that happen. And if you do, go ahead and type it in the, in, in the text. He, here is why that's a dangerous place to where we can't sometimes point out the good that's in us that I can see Sister Karen and I know the good that's in her and, and Crystal, but for some reason in me, I can't see it. Dangerous place. Why? Because it, it, it can lead us down a path where we think God either does not love us or he loves somebody more than he loves me. That I see him using Charles and I see him blessing Natasha. And, and, and because I don't see the good in me and I don't understand God's love towards me or God's value towards uh, the value that God sees in me, that it leads me down a path that makes me think, well, he must love Charmaine more than me. And he's willing to bless Charmaine more than me and protect Charmaine more than me. And God has this, this love to your sister. That, that's a dangerous place to be. And it is a lie from the enemy or even, or a lie that we may conjure up in ourselves. That's why I see here it's lies because God loves, loves Guinness the same way he loves Charles, the same way he loves Natasha, the same way he loves Crystal, the same way he loves me, the same way he loves Manny. He does not have a different tier system for his love, okay? And so I have to understand that, that, that so when I start to, to, to devalue who I am and I understand who I am, it could affect the way that I think God sees me or the way that God loves me. Another reason why this is a dangerous place to be when we don't see the good in us or we struggle to see this good in us and we've got to get past that and we've got to learn to, 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 speak, to, to speak to ourselves and understand who we are, because we think sometimes that we can't be, here's number two, used by God because we're not good enough, okay? Because I haven't been saved long enough. Well, I don't know as many scriptures as Sierra knows. Well, Charles, you know, seems to do it so much more naturally than I do, and I don't know what God wants for me. Or we ask this huge question, you know, that people seem to struggle with nowadays because like the church made a whole industry out of it. What is my purpose? And what is my destiny? What is the one thing I've been put up? Listen, stop with all that. Like, and so what happens is, is that we think God can't use us because we're not good enough or well, I must not be ready. Listen, no, 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 no. God loves you. And you can tell other people about God's love. You can feed people who are hungry. You can give clothes to those who don't have clothes. You can pray. It doesn't matter if you if you feel like, well, when I pray, you know, nobody screams and shouts. It doesn't matter. God listens. God, God listens. You know, and, and, and the Bible even says, he says, don't be like I see. I see you see it. The, the Bible, even says, when Jesus was saying, when you pray, don't be like the, 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 the publicans who sit here on the on the on the um, uh, street corner and they say all these eloquent words and they do all this. He says, no, but when you pray, go into your corner, uh, go into your closet and the father who is in heaven will hear you. And so and so it ain't about whether or not it's it sounds good or is that you can pray for somebody else. There is that ministry that you have. And so God can use you um, uh, 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 despite that. But if we feel like, well, I'm 
I'm you devalue yourself or I'm not good enough. I can't see the good in me. We begin to think that God can't that while God can use Rick and God can use Micah. You know, I don't want you to think, well, he's using them. I'm just kind of going to stay over here and he's not going to use me. No, that is a lie that God can use you. Again, these are dangerous, a dangerous place to be when we start to struggle and live in this whole thing of not being able to see the good in us. Another reason, dangerous place, because we start settling for anything we can get. Come on, somebody. Listen, when you don't know your value or you can't see the good in you, you start to settle for things that don't live up to who you are. And you start settling. I see. I see. You see, you start settling for things and you take and You start to take anything you can get. That goes with that goes with relationships. That's job stuff. That's even stuff that you can that you even bring on and that you that you that you that you take on. He's like, well, I guess this is all I can get. Oh, well, I'm not good enough. to get. Like, no, that is a lie. And you cannot start settling for just for anything that you can get because you do. You start to devalue yourself. No. And number four, reason why this is a dangerous place, because I see you, Micah, we start living in that thing. We start settling for anything because we we don't think we're good enough to get anything better than that. Now, watch this. It makes another reason why it's a dangerous place when we don't get that, because it makes it hard for us to receive love from others because we have a low value of ourselves. There are people who that sometimes it's like almost every single um, uh, relationship. I'm not necessarily talking about romantic relationship. I can be, you know, I'm talking friendships and, and, and siblings and friends where people are trying to love someone, but because you devalue your own self, you react to love that people give you in a negative way and you push people away and don't want anybody close because, because and, and, and sometimes it's because when we look at ourselves, we don't see what the good that is in us. And so we're talking about this whole thing. What do I see when I see me? Last week, I see you, Michael. We talked about the bad. This week, we're talking about the good because again, it is easy for us to, to locate. That's what the whole scripture is about. It's easy for me to see something in someone else and not see it in myself. And while the scripture we were talking about was the bad stuff and the sin we've got to correct, it is also true for the good stuff. Now, watch this knowing and understanding and walking in the truth of who you are is not prideful it is not conceited and it is not arrogant okay it is not prideful it is not conceited and it's not arrogant i see you see here that understanding who you are and under and accepting who you are and walking in who you are and understanding that god loves you understanding that god can use you and wants to use you and he wants to use you today and understand that you don't have to just settle for anything you don't have to settle for just whatever is given to you watch this and 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 and, and it's okay for, to understand that people will love you and love on you you don't have to reject it negatively negatively uh negatively to that it does not mean that you're prideful it does not mean that you're conceited and it does not mean that you are arrogant. Watch this in uh, uh, Romans 12, 3, right? Romans 12, 3. We talked about this a little bit last week. This is the NIV. Watch this. Seeing ourselves the way that God sees us is not thinking too highly of ourselves. Watch this. It says, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. Watch this with so sober judgment. And what it says, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. And so watch this. So, 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 so to think of yourself as loved by God and can be used by God and to think of yourself the way that God thinks of you is not to see yourself more, is not to see yourself as prideful or conceited. It's literally to think of yourself as high as you ought to think of yourself. The Bible says we shouldn't think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, but rather we think of ourselves with what? Sober judgment in accordance with the faith. So in accordance with my faith in God that God has given to each of us, what then do I think of myself? I see that comment, Chris, and we want to go back and share that later. Watch this. That, 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 so now the, like, like it says in Romans, it says uh, in accordance with the faith, 
God has distributed to each of you. That's how I think of myself. And so I know that I am loved, right? And I know that I'm accepted by God. And I know God wants to use me. And I know I don't have to settle for anything, right? And so I think of myself in accordance with the faith that God has distributed. And so I don't think of myself more highly than I ought to. But I, but that means I also, that doesn't mean that I think low of myself. It just means that I don't think of myself more highly than I, I'm not God, okay? I'm not all sufficient. It ain't all me. And we'll get into and we'll get into that a little bit later. And so, and so the question is: so what do I think of me? What do I think of myself? And that is the question that I have to answer. And that's what we're talking about and getting into today with the time that we have left. We've got a few points we want to put out, some things that we need to understand. Number one, and this might be the point that 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 this may be the point that you need to hear, and you can get off the call. The first point is we need to understand. And we need to accept and receive and walk in it and repeat this to ourselves every moment we get if we struggle with this is understand that there is good in me. Okay, that might be all you need to hear, and you can you can log off and go. The point number one is there is good in me, and we and you may need to wake up. You know, we got these impact uh, uh, statements that we make, and you may need to put this down in your little impact book or put it on a, on a, on a note card or put it up in your mirror or something that you need. To, there is good in me. First. First Peter 2.9 says, uh, and this is NIV, First Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Watch this, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who have called you what? Out of darkness into his wonderful light. That sounds like someone that has good in them. That sounds like someone who has value. And you may need to write that scripture down and repeat it to yourself. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who brought you out of darkness, no longer into darkness, but what? Into what? His marvelous light. First John 3, 1 through 2. Another scripture we're going to read and get into our, and get into our spirits. First John 3, 1 uh, through 2. NIV says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. Again, you are loved by him, right? So see what great love the Father has lavished on us. Watch this, that we should be called the what? Children of God. And, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, watch this. Not later, Charmaine. Watch this, Micah. Not in a few years. Watch this, Charles or Indianus. Not when you work everything out. It says, dear friends, now are we the children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And so we see that we are his chosen people. We are his special possession. We see that we are called the children of God, that the love that he has lavished on us, that we shall be called what? The children of God. And it says it right there, Micah, Sister Karen, Charmaine, it says that now we are the children of God. It, it, Tasha, it ain't when you work everything out. Crystal, it's not when I'm done, you know, trying to work. Well, there's this one sin that I have and I'm trying to break this thing and I struggle with this. And, and so, you know, maybe I can see myself as a child of God once I'm done with it. No, that is, not, it says now we are, okay? And so we see that we're loved. We're chosen people, royal priesthood, holy nation, God's special possession. We see that we're loved by God and we see that we're children of God, right? Now watch this. This is all understanding that there is good in me. This is all under that first point that there is good in me. This is who you are, okay? No matter what you may feel sometimes and no matter what uh, people may say, this is who you are, okay? Watch this. First John 4, 17. First John 4, 17. We in the, Bi- we in the Bible this morning. Watch this. Because we, we got to establish who we are. We're going to use the word to establish that. First John, uh, watch this. First John 4, 17 says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. 
Come on, somebody. It says that because uh, because as he is, so are we in this world. That's who we are. Okay, we are just like him. We are just like Jesus. Okay, and so and so we see that there is what there is good in me. That's our point number one. Number two, here's a very important point to understand about me, and a very important point to understand about yourselves and everybody else around us. Right? Watch this. God is still working on me. Okay, that's a, that's another. So there's good in me, and God is still working more good in me. Watch this. And he's and and and, 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 and his work is taken out is 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 helping me to take take out the bad and 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 to not live according to the flesh, but walk by the spirit. Watch this. That God is still working on me, and that my shortcomings and my fault don't define me. Do not get too down on yourself. Let God continue to work, okay? Don't let your faults and shortcomings define you. Don't let other people define you by your faults and shortcomings. And by the way, if someone tries to define you by your faults and shortcomings, don't even blame them for it. It's what they see. They don't even understand or see the work that's going on inside of you, okay? Just don't receive it if that's what they try to do, if they try to label you by that, because you're not. Watch this. We're not perfect. We're in, we're in a process, okay? We're not perfect. We're still in process. Second Corinthians 3.18. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, but we all with unveiled faces behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Watch this. Are being what? Are being transformed. So we're still in this process. We are being transformed into what? Into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. And so we see that, that, that we are still in this process of being transformed. And listen, if I'm being transformed into the image of Jesus, it ain't it ain't gonna happen in my lifetime. There's so much difference <laughs> that's happening, and that transformation is going to take a lifetime uh, uh, to happen. And so we're still being transformed. Watch this into the same image from glory to glory. And so I am not perfect, and Yenis is not perfect, and Charles is not perfect. But we are in what? We're in process, and we're in the process of what? Being transformed from glory to glory into the image of Jesus Christ. Now watch this. We and and, and yes, we're flawed, and and and, and I'm flawed, and I, and I'm well aware of my flaws. And and Charmaine's aware. I don't know if Charmaine's well aware of her flaws. She pretty much thinks that she's perfect. But Natasha's aware aware of her flaws. So it's Crystal. Watch this. And so I'm aware of them, but I'm also forgiven. I'm aware of my flaws, but I am aware of my of my status with God and my relationship with God that I am forgiven. First John one nineteen. First John one nineteen says, "If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins." and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is forgiveness for your sins here with God the Father. Psalm 103, 10 and 14, 10 through 14 says, he has not punished us as we deserve for all of our sins. I'm gonna read that again. Watch this. He has not punished us as we deserve for all of our sins. For his mercy towards those who fear and honor him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. Man, I hope that y'all have read that scripture before. And if you've never heard it, I really hope that you write this down. Psalm 103, starting at verse 10. It said, if you struggle with this, write this down and read this to you to, to yourself. Anytime that you start to struggle with, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this and I failed in this area. It says he has not punished us. And that's all of us. None of us has been punished as we deserve for all of our sins. It says for his mercy towards those who fear and honor him is as great as the height of the heavens. Uh, above the earth. And so we understand that was point number two, right? That God is still working on me. My shortcomings do not define me and that there is good in me and God is working it out, right? Number three, we've got to understand where the good comes from, okay? We have to understand where the good in me uh, comes from and it comes from God. Watch this, Philippians 2.13. This is the NLT. It says, for God is working in you 
giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him, okay? It says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Watch this. This makes it not prideful. Remember, we talked about the way we see it, seeing ourselves the way God sees us, that's something that, that we will... Um, uh, that it's not prideful, it's not conceited, it's not arrogant. This is what makes it not prideful because we know it doesn't come from us, that, that there is good in me, and but it's not because of me, okay? Like Isaiah 64, 6 says, we are all as, un, as an unclean thing and all of our righteousness are as filthy rags. And so we, the righteousness that's in me and the good that's in me isn't because of me and it's not anything in me. That stuff, even on my best days, can't live up to the righteousness and the standard and the holiness of God. It is God in me that is the good in me. It is God in me that is the right in me. And that's what it is. And so when I say that there is good in me, and when I understand that I'm a child of God, it literally has nothing to do with who, with, with any, it has nothing to do with uh, um, uh, anything in me. I know that inside of me that there's no good thing. It is the fact it is, it is, it is God in me and the work that God is doing in me, who's given me the, the desire and the will and the power to do his good pleasure. That's the good in me. It isn't me. And so it's not conceited because it's not coming from Rick. It's not me saying it's me. It's not Sierra saying it's Sierra. It's not Yenis saying it's Yenis. It's Yenis saying the good that you see in me is God, God's work inside of me. And you get to see that. And so that's what we, and so it's very important to remember that where the good comes from, because if I sit here and think that the good comes from me, then, then, then now I'm teetering on the arrogance and the pride. And we've got to be careful that we don't do that. Uh, uh, and number four is our fourth and last point when we talk about uh, understanding the good in me, being able to see the good in me when I see me is uh, is anything other than what we've discussed today as far as God's loving you, you being God's children, you being in process, that it is God in you. I see you see here. Watch this. Anything other than that, there are lies and we don't have to accept them. Anything, listen, anything that tries to define you and say that you're something else is a lie and you don't have to accept it. You don't have to receive it at all. You don't have to accept, watch this. It, 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 could, it could be past experiences because sometimes that has an effect on us. Our past experience uh, uh, and things that maybe somebody has done to us in the past. Sometimes we allow that to define us or we allow that to affect how we see ourselves. Just because someone else disrespected you or someone else mishandled you or someone else lied to you or someone else abused you or someone else did, that doesn't, that, that does not define you. And, 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 and sometimes it can be work. And even sometimes we've got to go see a professional or see a therapist to work these things out in our, in our mind because we can't allow that to define who we are. Just because someone else mishandled you or just because someone else did something, that's not a, that's not a you thing. Charmaine, that's not a you problem. That's not because there's something wrong with you. And so, and so many times we internalize that and think that that's a thing because it's me. No, no, that's a them mistake. They made the mistake. They did the wrong thing. It's not a, well, what's wrong with me? And why does it seem like everybody? No, 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 no. Don't internalize that. That's a them thing. And so, it, so, and so we don't want to accept that because it's a past experience and it can affect how we see our thing ourselves. Sometimes things that people say, people's opinions, we receive that and we and, and, and it changes and affects the way that we see ourselves and we no longer see ourselves as loved by God or being able to be used by God. We don't see ourselves as, as children of God and all the things we talked about. You don't have to receive that. Second Corinthians 10, 5 says casting down imaginations and some translations says arguments. It says in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And then it says bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Meaning when these things are spoken, 
when someone says it, I don't even have to accept it or receive it. But if somehow it does get into my mind or it does get into my heart that I can literally take that thought and I can and I can make it I can subject it and bring it into cap- captivity uh, into the obedience of Christ. I mean, I can take that thought and expel it and I can speak back to it and say, no, 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 no. I am loved by the father, that I am a child of God that listen, as he is, it says in first John 4, 17, as he is, so am I in this world. That I Listen, I am a chosen person. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm God's special possession. You can take control of those thoughts and say, I'm not going to receive that or speak back to it. Listen, when we talk about that warfare and Joyce Meyer, I mean, she had a whole thing about the battlefield of the mind. It is so true that sometimes these things, if listen, you don't have to accept it when it, when it, that's why I say, you got to cast them down, throw it away that listen, I don't have to receive it because somebody says it, but sometimes I can't help but to receive it when somebody says it, especially when it's something that I'm dealing with internally. Anyway, I feel like they, well, they're just speaking the truth or they see it in me too. It's like, no, I can then take that and I can, I can subject it and say, no, 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 I'm gonna speak back to this. No, no, no. You are not worthless. You are not devalued because of, a, 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 of something that you're struggling with. And no, 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 no. Here is the truth about you. And so we have to learn that the same way we talked about last week about not seeing the good, like when we look at someone else, it's easy to see the sawdust in there. I not, we don't see the plank. It is also easy for me to see how God can use Mike and easy to see how God can use Charles and Crystal. But it's a struggle sometimes for me or for Guinness to think that God would love us or can use us. We have to get rid of that because we, we have to, because here's the thing. We talked about that dangerous place that we are, and then it will render us ineffective. It'll render us, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, paralysis by analysis, trying to work out. And, and it can make us trying to, trying, trying to do things to think that we need to earn God's love or earn to be a child of God. When we don't, he's already given it to us. We need to walk in it. Okay. And so that's what we've got to do. Cast those things down. That's part two of what do I see when I see me, like I said, um, um, I'm going to have this one and part one up by tonight. It'll be, it'll be later tonight. Cause we're going to hit the road at some point this morning. Um, and try to get back into town. So um, uh, uh, we'll pray. If anybody has anything else that they want to share, I missed, I think it was Crystal who put something down in the chat. Cause I was saying, if anybody has anything, also want to talk about the dangerous place, if you wanted to share. Um, okay. Yeah. Crystal said inner healing, knowing who you are and, and self-awareness is so important. It is definitely, it is definitely important. And, and, and so, yeah. And again, write this stuff down that we share. Cause these affirmations are, are, I thank you, Charmaine. It, uh, um, yeah, I mean, when the Holy Spirit was giving it to me, it was, it was crazy. Um, same thing, uh, Crystal, that, that, that understanding who we are, because again, God has given the Bible. We talk about, this is one of the impact foundation statements, uh, in second Corinthians where it says, God has given us this ministry of rec- uh, reconciliation, where it is him, the same way he is the Bible said the same way he worked through Jesus reconciling the world back to him. He's using us. But if I don't see myself that way, if I don't see myself like the Bible says, as he, as he is, so are we in this world. That's how God is able to work through us for the ministry of reconciliation. If I don't see myself that way, then, then, then I'm not going to be able to operate in the way that Jesus wants to operate. Sierra and I were out yesterday and there was a, a family who had, um, you know, a, a son with some challenges and, uh, you know, and, and we were just saying, man, what if, and we talked about this about a month ago, and this is what we're praying with impact. I said, what if we could just walk up and pray with this family and bam, just like this, this boy is made whole. Like, man, that's what Jesus did. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. And we, we talked about it. it was start, we talked about how even the kids started to say stuff. I mean, he's not a kid anymore. He's a young man. But Crystal was saying how his son was saying, I got great faith and, and, and talking about his faith. And I was like, yeah, we want we want we want to see that at work. Manny was saying, what if I could heal people the same way I, he read in one of his kid Bible st- stories, the way he, I, Peter healed somebody. 
Well, I thought only Jesus could do that. But what if I can heal people? We're, st- we, we're starting to operate and think this way. And the same way we're going to be, we're handing out food for the homeless and socks. What if we're praying with people and laying hands? I mean, we're praying with them already, but what if we take it to the next level? And then people who have these mental issues and addictions, like instantly when we pray with them, that they are healed. I believe it can happen. Um, it's a scary thing to say because then, you know, doubt creeps in. Well, what if it doesn't? What if, I'm not fine, whatever. I'd rather think it can happen and deal with the doubt than to just shrink back and never even pray about it, never even try it. No, no, we'll, we'll deal with whatever happens when it happens. But we're going to do this stuff. And, but we have to start to see ourselves that way. That when that that that's that's literally what impact is. That when impact, and because when we talk about showing up, that we show up as church and not at church. That when we show up as the church, the full power of God is with us for healing, for deliverance, for breaking addictions, for breaking generational curses, all this stuff. And so that's what we that's what we're here to do. We got to see ourselves as it. And and I'm not talking. I'm talking to y'all, Yenis, but I'm talking to me. I have to see myself as it, and I've got to walk in it. So let's pray.